0: I don't believe that we should ever have a good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of government.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today, fellow Bitcoiner and founder of the Austin Bitcoin Club and pleblab.com, Kyle Murphy is joining us. But before he dives in with us, you know where we're going. We're going to the numbers. Let's do it. Number time.
2: Brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever. Hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. The speaker list is absolutely bonkers. Michael Saylor, Naeem Bukele, Seyfedine, Adam Back, Jack Mahler absolutely insane. Je- uh, Dead mouse is spinning on the last day. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022.
1: At the time of this recording, the blockhead is 700 23,500 the bitcoin price 44,340 chain rewrite day 709 total public lightning capacity 3,444.77 moscow time 2256 blocks to the happening 116,500 and the samurai whirlpool unspent capacity is 4,366.64 and nico Just, you know, for the viewers, right? It's the new metric we want to tell everyone. Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join service or also what could be referred to as a collaborative spend service. Shout out to Leron, our in-house person that is smart at tech, who's (laughs) helping us explain this a lot better. Anyways, Nico, the numbers. The numbers.
2: Yeah, shout out to Leron. We bring him on the show when Phil and I are not able to explain... You know, the technical stuff of Bitcoin, because after all, we're just two plebs. But anyways, I got a comment. I got a comment, and Uh-oh. it was from a shitcoiner. I want to read it on the show. <laughs> I will pop it up for you guys. Don't you worry. Uh, it says, It's from Phil. Ah, Phil. Uh, Phil DeMaris. from me? It's from me. <laughs> no. It's okay. From Phil DeMaris. says, Bitcoin will never be the dominant payment system of the world simply because of energy cost. Right? So it looks like some of the climate narrative is working. Um, low transaction speed and high transaction fees, these are so, there are so many better cryptos for payments. It's crazy. Okay. So Phil Demers, let's break it down. Right the energy use of bitcoin is a feature not a bug that's what makes bitcoin uncorruptible in fact i hope bitcoin continues to consume more energy and if you looked a little bit deeper into that you would see that bitcoin consumes stranded energy and the vast majority of bitcoin mining uses renewable energies why is that the, why is that the case because if, if basic supply and demand, if, 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 if that energy is being used, it would be too expensive for Bitcoin miners. Bitcoin miners are specifically hunting for low energy prices, which is why they're going to stranded energy locations, right? That's the first, that's the first point. Second point, you said uh, low transaction speed. Yes, you're absolutely right. The base layer was never met to handle, you know, coffee transactions. That is exactly what the Lightning Network it does, and it's instantaneous, and the fees are almost minimal. So again, kind of defeats the shitcoin narrative, right? Why would you want to transact in a, a currency that's not being used as much? Or would you rather use Bitcoin, right? built on a second layer right when you know that the foundation the base layer is the most secure blockchain in the history of mankind and it's not even the second place doesn't even come close right and then the last part high transaction fees well lightning network kind of defeats that narrative as well so phil uh you know i hope you learned something today uh you know and i'm sorry because it off it sounds like you're you're holding some shit coin bags
0: can I add something? Yes. of course you can. Jump in whenever you'd like, Kyle. So so I I would like to say that here in the city of Austin, we have a handful of places all around the city, including thirty-three percent of an entire district accepting Bitcoin payments. I, I would like someone to show me where that's happening in any other coin period.
2: That they're this not is- paying that they're not paying for it right because you remember roger Ver, who was yeah, like no, roger sending... Ver
0: pays people
2: <laughs> it's like it's like please use bitcoin catch like are you sure it's like i'll pay you okay fine you know we'll accept it uh so yeah uh phil any thoughts on that before i pull up a very interesting video by the way
1: no you know what it, it's perfect the way it is you absolutely killed it we're, we're gonna we're gonna leave it as is both of you guys yeah
2: okay the the, the wisdom from phil okay so anyways check this out this is a video that came out uh you know everyone nowadays is doing a podcast right uh this is liberty blitz i really recommend following this account uh but let's see what he has to say right um he says this is why the paris the parasite class which is a word that we use on this show very often uh is desperate to steal our bodily autonomy and lock us into a social credit system slash central bank digital currency surveillance gulag they know the current system uh, this current scam system is being exposed and can't continue. So we so we need to be thrown into a new worse scam. Right. And they're referring to the central bank digital currency and how governments they're going to try to pitch that, you know, as a better alternative. Right. You see the propaganda media already attacking Bitcoin viciously. Uh, it, it's funny, too, because um, and I actually tweeted this out today. Uh, which is look, uh, you remember all those articles, right, about how Naim Bukele is a dictator, and then look at look at what happened Look look at what's actually happening in Canada. They're, none of those articles are being released anymore, right? So it's just Go. funny how it's just funny how that works. But anyways, what is this video about? This is John Stewart and his new you know show. I guess it's on Apple TV Plus. Um, John Stewart, you know, he, he, he super famous uh, talk show host. He was the host of what was the name of the show before Trevor Noah took it over? The yeah. Daily Show. The Daily Show, right? Yeah. And he is essentially asking, um, you know, an old member of the Federal Reserve how the fiat system works. And again, this is exactly what you know. Liberty Blitz has his own opinions to this, but it is people waking up to the fact that fiat is backed by nothing. That idea is hitting mainstream. And as inflation continues to ramp up, I think it was Andreas Antonopoulos that came up with this quote, right? No one cares until the money breaks, right? The money's starting to break. People are starting to ask questions. This idea that fiat is literally based on nothing is seeping into the mainstream. Let's see how Jon Stewart reacts. And let's see how the gentleman from the Federal Reserve had to
0: say what he had to say. How much currency that has been sort of created out of thin air has been added into this economy through the Fed? What would you put as a figure? Would it be six trillion? Is that too much? It would be yeah, six trillion in in terms of deposits with the banks and currency, be six to seven trillion. Okay, that they're that they're just injecting into it sort of out of nothing. Uh, out of nothing. They're they're the. It's the central bank of the United ah. States. Now, oh, think my God. About it. It's just another form of government debt. Am I, am I making sense? It, you know, it makes sense in the make-believe world of conjuring. Like, <laughs> there is a certain part of this that all feels like a mirage to some yeah. extent. Right. Do you know what I mean? It, it all oh, yeah. seems sort yeah. of fake. Well, it it is. It's, it's a fiduciary system. It's all right. faith-based. Right? <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Yes, you got to have confidence in that currency, in that dollar, because there's nothing backing. There's no gold backing. So it. it's no- it's in some ways it's a mass delusion.
2: Well, there you go. Right. Uh, extremely powerful. Right. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, listen to John's story, a very famous talk show. And it, it's just this is what's fascinating about this, Phil, is a couple of things. As Bitcoiners, we're like, yeah, no shit. Right. But it's crazy how most people don't ask questions about the money. They don't. They still I, I, I've had conversations with people and they're like, like, what's the dollar backed by? Oh, it's backed by gold. Really? You know, they, they don't understand. Right. That we that the dollar hasn't been backed by gold since 1971. Right. The dollar dollars is, is literally it's in the name fiat. Right. Full faith and the full faith and credit in the in the UN, United States government. What The fuck does that mean? Right it's, it's fictitious. They could just create it out of thin air. Right. Um, so it's crazy. Uh, you know, you're starting to see, you're starting to see it from also, you know, we have Tucker Carlson, we have, um, Ben Shapiro, uh, the, unfortunately again, you know, I hate that it's, it's part, it's partisan, right. Uh, I'm glad because Jon Stewart actually is more on the left leaning side, um, And, you know, at least he's starting to ask questions, right? So at least the left, there's some people on the left that are politically left that are waking up to the fact that the money is fictitious, right? Uh, The right, you know, has been a little bit ahead of the curve, Um, At least in the United States, politically speaking. So I'm glad it's like it's like catching up. And, you know, the NPCs are waking up to the fact that the money is literally broken. It's a scam. The government could just create more of it. And I think that more and more people are going to start asking really hard questions the more this inflation thing gets out of hand. And I know that from personal experience because uh, Venezuela experienced hyper hyperinflation. Fortunately, I was you know I didn't get the brunt of that, but my family members sure did. Um, and you know what, when the money breaks, you start ask, you start looking for alternatives, not because, you know, Bitcoin is like, oh yeah, look at this Bitcoin thing in the United States and we have a relatively fiat currency, but you start looking for alternatives out of necessity, which is mm-hmm. a completely different ball game because then you kind of have to rewire your mind into thinking, wait a second. Uh, so w- do I have to buy this to survive and feed my family? Right. It's a very different conversation than, yeah, you know, we're part of this revolution and, you know, fuck the Fed and fuck the whatever. Right. But, you know, there's a relatively stable payment system in countries like Venezuela, countries like Nigeria, countries like Turkey. No, you, you, you don't have an option but to adopt something like Bitcoin, right? Anyways, uh, Phil, what are your thoughts on Jon Stewart literally being, this is the, the beginning of his orange pill, right? This is the first step, you know, the realization that fiat is a scam.
1: He's going to be here soon, but you know what, to your point, uh, you know, money is, you know, um, how could I say this? Central bankers are magicians and fiat money is the rabbit they pulled from their hat you know and and that is literally what they did and we are living through this experiment you know we we are living through this horrible experiment of losing value at at the whim of a very small group of people you know something uh something i find very interesting is is you know you ever wonder who owns the fed and i definitely encourage everybody read uh, creature from jekyll island i'm jumping from idea to idea but people should really read the creature from jekyll island Um, They explain a lot of the history that is not really talked about in terms of the Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve system. But more importantly, who owns the Federal Reserve, right? Like we always see the board of directors, right? We see the puppets they put in front of us, right? Like Janet Yellen, Ben Bernanke, Alan Greenspan, right? Throughout the years, we see all these people. They play their part. They give us this show. But who actually owns it? You You never really get a list of that. You never find out. Those people are probably more important than anyone that we see on the news. They're probably more important than anyone we see in Hollywood, and yet, never even seen these people.
0: Most people don't know it's owned by anybody. They think it's a government institution. Mm -hmm. And they they did that. They did that on purpose when they called it the Federal Reserve
2: instead of a central bank, right? It's it's all it's all planned, guys. None of this is a conspiracy. Now check this out, right? Now this is the really tricky part, and then I'm going to pass it on to Kyle. The, the income tax was established the same year, 1913, as the Federal Reserve was established. That is not a coincidence. I'll leave it at that. Anyways, Kyle, what are your thoughts on Jon Stewart essentially being awakened from the Matrix? He's in the part in the movie where Neo is just like, no, no, this isn't real. In order to change a human being
0: into this. No.
2: That's where Jon Stewart is is right now. That's like his facial expressions.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, I think Jon Stewart's been slowly waking up for a very long time. I, I mean, even as far back as when he was the host of The Daily Show, back when The Daily Show was still good and worth watching. Yep, uh, he was always willing to, like, call out nonsense. So I think he's been kind of semi conscious for a very long time. And, and the fact that he's now seeing what's broken with the money, it's the most broken thing, period. Because again, if you just like look at what is money, it's our value system, man. It's literally human value. And when you start realizing that that's broken, that our whole value system is corrupted, that's where the rabbit hole really, like you said, it's like the, the curtain's been pulled back and I, I'm, I'm in agreement that it is likely he will be on our side, orange pilling more people very, very soon. Absolutely, man, and 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 I'm
2: glad I'm glad that John Stewart is, you know a. He's he's on the political left. Remember, I was telling you, Phil. I was like mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson. We need Rachel Maddow. We need Rachel Maddow. Right? We're John Stewart. It's a start. I'm very happy. Right? I like so the comedians. This needs to be again, like guys, like we've always said on the show. This needs to be a bipartisan thing. It needs to come from both sides. Right? So I'm happy. That Jon Stewart is in the process of discovering that the money is a scam. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Fail.
1: Brought to you by Amber app. Check them out. Amber.app. It's Bitcoin made easy. Smart automation. Fair spreads. Low fees. The best way to buy Bitcoin. The link is down below. Amber. The smart way That sense. I woke up to this tweet. I know nothing about who this this person is but this is to me anyways from what i've read a no coiner that has come to the bitcoin land uh to die on the bitcoin cross
2: he has a blue check mark
1: Uh, yes exactly right so let's let's take a look quickly before we dive into this nonsensical tweet thread anyways uh Cory Doctoral I'm already blocked by the way on my account that's why I had to use the simply account for this anyways author journalist activist my latest is attack surface there you go you can see it 478 thousand followers right lots of clout anyways okay this is a really long tweet thread we are not going to go through the whole thing but essentially he is doing like most no coiners he is telling us why Bitcoin doesn't work and Bitcoin is bad and we are going to dive into it right away let's go i've just read one of the most lucid wide-ranging cross-disciplinary critiques of cryptocurrency and blockchain i have yet to encounter so he's starting off right he's letting you know that this is definitely one of the best things he's ever read you got to pay attention to the tone of these things and you got to remember right when people write all of us right we're all humans that We set the tone for things. There's suggestion going on. So let's dive into it. It comes from David DSHR Rosenthal, a distinguished technologist whose past achievements include helping to develop X11, which is an old communication protocol, and the core technologies of NVIDIA. So there we go. We're doing a little credentializing. We're letting you know that this guy knows about tech, okay? The person that he's citing. Rosenthal's critique is a transcript of a lecture he gave to Stanford's EE380 class, adapted from December 2021. It's a bang-up-to-date synthesis of many of the critical writings on the subject, glued together with Rosenthal's own deep technical expertise. He calls it, Can We Mitigate Cryptocurrencies? Externalities. Rosenthal identifies blockchainism's core ideology as emerging from the libertarian culture of Silicon Valley and the cypherpunks and states that libertarianism's attraction is based on ignoring externalities. This is an important critique of libertarianism. Now, I'm not going to dive into the whole thread because this thread is extremely long. I picked out the pieces where he tries to discredit Bitcoin and we provide rebuttals for that. But I want you guys to pay attention to the fact that the first thing he does is attempt to frame uh, what he Believes is the core the core Bitcoin ideology, right? And he wants to frame it in a certain light so that everything that follows after is is easily uh, I should say is discreditable about Bitcoin, right? We can sit there and say, well, yeah, this this is nonsense. It's from a nonsense place. Don't forget, thinking that our money should be worth less and that we should have less and less value, and that the government has the right to tax us without our without without our permission without our vote without any right taxation without any representation that's insane okay that's wrong we are allowed we are allowed and we should be empowered to keep our value anyways i'm going to i'm going to move on here let's go the inescapable corollary of this is that using the network has to be expensive he's talking about bitcoin the system has to have a giant electricity bill and hence ma- a massive carbon footprint this expense in turn compensates miners for the money they pour into defeating sybil attacks he he's hell-bent on sybil attacks about bitcoin but the key to this whole thing is the massive carbon footprint this is the key let's dive into that first first of all according to the bitcoin mining council studies 58.5 percent of the energy used to mine btc in the last quarter of 2021 was created through renewable energy okay that's the first piece to this now an anecdotal piece to this okay is actually this is actually pretty interesting this is the Navajo the Navajo Nation is mining Bitcoin with sustainable energy take a look at that but wait a second
2: hold on isn't that like a minority community it sounds like Bitcoin is helping a minority community Phil what's going on yeah
1: That, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, let's take a look. In 2017, a small Canadian firm named Westblock, I'd never heard of them, approached the Navajo about building a mine on Navajo land. At 8 megawatts in size, after the initial round, the Navajo invested in an equity stake in the mine during the bear market of 2018. Three years later, Bitcoin mining has turned a corner to become one of the most profitable sectors of Bitcoin mining itself. Apparently, 58% of the mine's energy already comes from the depicted solar farm the Bitcoin mine is incentivizing renewables to be built on Navajo country to replace coal that is the signal right there so again we've got it's just look it's so easy to debunk these ridiculous narratives and my favorite of all comes from fellow Bitcoiner Adam O. okay this is a great little video we're not going to show the whole thing right for the sake of brevity but the link is going to be in the show notes but let's take a look this is a video that was on global news about bitcoin mining and about sustainability let's take a look at it quick the miners aren't just beneficial to create a monetary return they also offer a solution to gases that would have been flared or vented off reducing the emissions at every site that they're deployed producers are willing to invest in this tech if they can get a reasonable payout and it solves an environmental issue uh, which is a you know, their emissions uh, profile, if they can reduce that. Wow. That's, and that was Steve Barber, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so just to, just, just to add that in. Okay. Anyways, let's move on. That's, that's that piece. All right. Let's, there's more to this. There's, there's way more to this. The next piece, the focus of Rosenthal's externality critique has been energy consumption and climate harms, but here comes the second externality, e-waste. I I love these people. They come up with, uh, it's like the same arguments over and over again, and they they do so much, they they hate Bitcoin so much, they forget to do any actual research about the stuff that they hate.
2: I think it's more nefarious Uh, than that, Phil. I think so too.
1: I I totally agree with you. And I think the timing is everything, right? The timing. Anyways, let's move on to getting rid of this thing. This is a tweet from David Zell, which we've shown in prior episodes. And here we go, this is the Bitcoin Policy Institute is sending this rebuttal to Congress to set the record straight. And in particular, about e-waste, here we go. The claim that Bitcoin mining produces electronic waste annually comparable to that of the Netherlands. It's disputed and highly misleading. The study cited here assumes miners must be replaced nearly twice as fast as the industry standard. Even taking these calculations at face value, total annual Bitcoin mining accounts for an estimated 0.05% of global e-waste gone. No leg to stand on. On that, I would. I would
2: it's, read. I would read the yeah. one below that where it says, uh, "Claim: Bitcoin mining oh, is sure. unnecessary energy consumption."
1: So here, the next one is: "Claim: Bitcoin mining is unnecessary energy consumption." False. Proof of work secures storage of nearly a trillion dollars from more than 100 million people in a monetary network accessible to anyone connected to the Internet. Its users disproportionately reside in countries with high inflation, weak respect for property rights and poor governance. Bitcoin's unique features enabled by proof of work arguably provide advantages over non-natively digital alternatives. This is this is all the stuff that, you know, these kinds of what I consider, you know, disingenuous accounts this is all the stuff they're leaving out that's that's it for the e-waste let's move on because he's got more he's got man he's got tons of bad takes next one the only reason for someone to trade fiat for those cryptos apart from making some ransomware payments here we go is as an investment in quotes that is because you think the cryptocurrency's price will rise thus these blockchains require speculation to function bitcoin doesn't require speculation to function. People. People forget Bitcoin was worth absolutely nothing. People were spending their time and their energy to mine it, regardless of that, because they wanted to experiment with it. They wanted to see what they can do. This is a ridiculous, ridiculous claim. And of course, I just want to add with every single one of these, every single one of these is debunked, and he doesn't doesn't cite anything. Anyway, yeah, so let's and continue. And I just
2: want to add it. Like, look at the recent China ban, right? Yeah. and the recovery of the hash rate right it, it, again that the recovery of the hash rate came because bitcoin's incentives are irresistible right it provides gives you it if think about it this way Bitcoin is the energy buyer of last resort right Before if you know you had too much if you were flaring gas into the atmosphere or you had a standard energy source that was essentially useless, Right, because it was too far away from a popula- population center, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, all of a sudden, Bitcoin provides a potential profit opportunity for that community, like we saw in the example of the Navajo country. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, totally excluding that out of the argument completely. You know, it's just it's it's misre- misrepresentation and propaganda at its finest.
1: Anyways, and so for rebuttals for this right because he explains that you know the only reason you know the only reason for someone to trade fiat for these cryptos apart from making ransomware payments is as an investment quote unquote well just quickly okay this is from the bitcoinworldwide.com website who accepts bitcoin okay because apparently all this is used for is is liquidity and nothing but take a look we've got major retailers like microsoft overstock.com home depot Namecheap, starbucks whole foods new egg tesla kind of these are big businesses they accept bitcoin payments so that piece of the narrative is garbage next piece okay this is actually from i'm kind of surprised this is from coinbase's blog (laughs) anyways uh here we go myth number two more illegal activity takes place using cryptocurrency than with cash right he was explaining that's right that that's what they're being used for Right. Bitcoin's being used for, you know, to to do uh, illegal activity. Well, here we go. Good old fashioned cash continues to be the funding of choice for criminals. The U.N. estimates that one point six trillion in cash is laundered each year. Meanwhile, criminal activity in cryptocurrency actually fell quite dramatically from two point one percent in 2019 to less than half a percent in 2020. Despite the perceived appeal of cryptocurrency for money laundering, an estimated ninety nine percent of crypto transactions are performed through centralized exchanges subject to the same aml cft regulations as traditional banks so again this is a nonsense point from a person who's got a lot of clout that's making a lot of noise that didn't do any freaking research here's where here's where rosenthal unveils the other half of his critique the drive to maximize the efficiency of mining drives miners to and nico you can help me with this one drives miners to consolidate in order to attain economies of scale the more valuable a blockchain is the more centralized it becomes now this is This is insane because to be perfectly honest, in Bitcoin's infancy, it was one piece of software, which means at one point, the validating node and the mining node were the exact same piece of software. They were run on the same piece of hardware. So if we really wanna be geeky about this, when it first started, it was one node. And then it it became two.
2: Bitcoin like, has actually decentralized exactly. <laughs> over time, right? You had the this is old FUD. This is this is, art, is, this is the saying? China FUD all over again, right? Where they used to say, hey, listen, the majority of the hash rate's coming from China, therefore it's you know, it's 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 uh centralized. Well, guess what happened? Okay. China banned it and it decentralized, it relocated to different places around the world. And now you have a very strong movement in the Bitcoin community around home mining. Right. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up, Phil.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, don't worry. I, man, I, I got ready for this one because this was, this was nastiness. So here we go. This is, uh, this is bitrar.com and this is the Bitcoin node map. So here we go. This is the Bitcoin node distribution map. De- definitely more decentralized than it was in in Bitcoin's infancy. I but not only China, that, I
2: love how China still has nodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny if you look on some charts, it shows zero.
2: Oh, and I, and I also <laughs> want to add, guys, is that that number is not accounting Tor nodes, right? And there's no. a lot. There's a lot of Tor nodes that you don't know where they're coming from that are also running Bitcoin nodes.
1: So let's also take a look at this. This is where th- this is where our hash rate is coming from and we can see it's all over the world all over the world and here we go this is where we get a breakdown of the hash rates we can see them by country okay and we can see obviously that the hash rates are ever climbing i went through that whole thing and it just pissed me off so much that here we are today seeing literally the exact same fud but what scares me more is when a person has half a million people reading their absolute disingenuous crap that's when i feel it's time that we have to make a, an example of the lack of research that was done
2: well, you know it
1: just makes no sense
2: no and it's good and dude it, it's go ahead phil i'm sorry
1: when i was just gonna say and to your point uh, I, I do believe that, that there's some, some nefarious intent, and I think that timing is everything, and I think that these people don't, I believe that the, certain people don't do something unless they're prompted to.
2: Correct. There, so. there, there is a combined effort, make no mistake, we've been on top of it, right? Um, I've been, you know, talking to Nick Campmine, um, who is head of, of news at Bitcoin Magazine, I've been making him aware of it, and you know, I send the articles to Odell as well. Um, Yeah, this is a combined effort, make no mistake. It's the same rhetoric, the same language, right, is coming from uh, when Congress held that hearing, right, uh, cleaning up cryptocurrency, you know, they're bashing on proof of work, all of this stuff, and then they're advocating for proof of stake, right? You have the European Union, uh, you know, some politician from Europe. Saying, hey, listen, we should ban proof of work, but let's take a look at proof of stake, right? You have the World Economic Forum. I'm not even kidding, right? Bashing on proof of work, but advocating for proof of stake. In fact, it's so funny that uh, you know the one of the one of the people that sit on the Ethereum Foundation, right? Um, she, she's a woman. She also sits on the World Economic Forum, right? Uh, so she's part of the World Economic Forum. So it's it's again, it's funny how all of these, and you also I forgot to mention corporate media as well. The New York Times has articles bashing Bitcoin. You have The Guardian, you have The Economist, right? It's a combined rhetoric effort. Why is this happening? Why do you get hit pieces like that? Because they cannot control it. Because this is a system, we we played you a video from, from yesterday with Ted Cruz and he said it beautifully, right? These are totalitarians, right? these this is this is the mob and the mob likes to feel like if they rile up enough people they could essentially cancel that person and bitcoin is uncancel cancel and cancelable wow I totally butchered that pronunciation but you totally get what word i was trying to say um and you know i think it really gets under their skin in fact i think it it scares them to death right that to use this person's own language, that libertarian principles, right, are so untouchable to the fact that that you can't touch these people. You can't, for example, if someone is saving in Bitcoin, right, and they properly secure their seed phrase, no one's gonna get that, including the. I don't care how big the mob is, I don't care if it's the U.S. government, I don't care who it is. That Bitcoin's untouchable if you secure it properly. They'll lock you in a cage but they won't get your Bitcoin. And that scares the crap out of certain people, right? Uh, certain people that benefit from their institutional power. Bitcoin is a direct threat to that institutional power. And he's absolutely right when he says, yes, dude, this is, you know, this libertarianism was never going to work uh, in the in the legacy system, in the fiat system, because, you know, the state always had the upper hand. But in, uh, uh, the, in Bitcoin, right, where the individual has the upper hand over the state, it changes the power dynamics tremendously. So I think that a lot of these people in high positions of power that have a lot to lose, right, where the, you know, the, peer, the, the parasitic class gets starved out literally, they're seeing this from a mile away and they're like, holy crap. This is a problem. And what they're trying to do, they're going to fail miserably, but what they're trying to do is spin up the old propaganda machine to try to, you know paint some narratives you know uh you know like they do with the climate like they did you know with uh when 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 trump was in office again we're apolitical on the show we're not big fans of him either. he's against he's against bitcoin after all but dude look the machine attacked him relentlessly right they you know they spun up the russia story which recently got you know announced that it was all you know made up it was made up bullshit so this is a very powerful machine that when it sets its target on something it goes after viciously and I'm not surprised that you have another blue check mark, you know, establishment figure, you know, using, you know, the the academia and, you know, all the credentials to try to justify you should listen to me, because I'm credentialized, so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Fuck Bitcoin, it's for white supremacy. Where in fact Bitcoin is actually anything but white supremacy because it's actually giving advantages right and 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 hope for people that live in countries with very bad inflation like venezuela like turkey like nigeria to actually save for a better future so this person i forget what his name is is speaking from a place of financial privilege and he's not inclusive or he's not thinking about uh less fortunate people than himself he's thinking from a from a western country perspective so he's the goddamn racist but anyways kyle that was quite a bit of a rant i know we've been making you sit there what are your thoughts on all this this is a whole this is a whole this is all bullshit
0: oh man it is all bullshit and it's like again i haven't been around to see the bitcoin fud for many 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 years but for the 18 months that i've been here it's Already, I've seen the same just like loop. It's the same people saying the same shit over and over and over again. And it's, uh it's, I honestly, at this point, I don't know how it still works. So many people see the same shit so often that it's like, how much longer can you just repeat a broken record before people are like, yeah, I've heard the other 50 people say it. And uh, the thousands over here, plus like my real world experience kind of just doesn't align with that. So my guess is uh, the the broken record fud machine either needs to come up with some new shit or it's like really close to the end of the fucking broken record.
1: I absolutely agree, Phil. This is the best we have. This is the, the no joke. This is this is the best opposition we have, and and I kid you not, I I retweeted that, and that's what got me blocked. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even I didn't even say anything that terrible. And I, I just simply explained that doesn't understand Bitcoin and this is the opposition that we have. This is total clown world. And boom. And, and, and I mean, he went on a blocking spree. So you, you could see like this is this is just a hit piece, right? This is like a hit tweet thread. And it, it's just so pathetic. And, and that's the thing, right? People listen
2: when when they don't have a good comeback to say to you, they just want to censor you right yeah uh the example that i give, right is you know the recent you know uh uh, advocation for the censorship of joe rogan by Mm pazaki press secretary of the white house so just saying yeah they have to censor that they're not rebutting any of the things that were said on joe rogan show they're not touching any of that just blanket misinformation let's censor the guy Like, that is insane, right? That is crazy. And again, I've been talking about this idea for quite a bit on the show, right? We are right now experiencing the disintermediation of information, right? The internet gave everyone a voice and it gave everybody the ability to talk freely amongst each other, where Mm -hmm. back in the day, the government and the institutions were, were... It was much easier for them to control the narrative. Right. You know, back in 2000. Right. We were told. Right. That Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Right. That's what the politicians told us. I fundamentally believe. And I got this from Jack Basobic, Right. That if social media existed back in 2003, we had we would have not have invaded Iraq. Right. And it, it, it's it's it, the governments are losing their ability to control the narrative. And now mm. Bitcoin, right? Which is why they're attacking it now, right? Uh, now that they're starting to lose the ability to manipulate people through manipulating the monetary policy, because to use Christine Lagarde's own words, Bitcoin is an escape valve, right? So, so yeah, man, it, it, this is this is this is crazy, crazy times. We are living through. But anyways, the good news is that Bitcoin absolutely fixes this, but it's definitely gonna be a rocky transition before we get there. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners, different artwork. Every volume they're scarce, there's only a thousand copies. Made per volume. Get your print of Citadel 21 today. Uh, here it comes. Canadian bank run. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Um, and that, of course, this is referencing for anyone who's not in the know, right? Trudeau um, is essentially, you know, to kind of reference this video, is, uh, you know, if you donate to uh, peaceful protests and kids in bou- bounce, uh, bounce houses and truckers that actually facilitate the economy by transporting goods and goods, you know, all over the country uh to use the guy you go right to jail uh so yeah man and uh so apparently you know this the whole thing it started to hashtag on twitter you know canadians should take their cash out of the banking system have an even better solution just opt out of the banking system and cash in general that's the state's money and opt into bitcoin baby that's how it works anyways um this is by rich uh by d whitman You think that's your money in your account? This is the famous Morpheus, you know, saying it's like if that's air you're breathing, that he's saying that's a Neo from that scene, right? And this is referencing the emergency powers that happen in Canada where the Canadian government, without going through a court system, essentially could freeze your account at a moment's notice. And again, next one, um, the honk never dies, right? The honker. Don't don't vandalize, just honks. Use meme warfare in real life. Creates a schedule of the honk for maximum freedom-enhancing effects. Disrupts the status quo by not letting people sleep in tyranny. Train horn, not enough. We need a ship horn. Just straight up says to the crying soy jack, the honking will continue until freedom improves. Uses the power of vibrating air to chase the minister out of the country. (laughs) Withholds the soy from the reaching the soy jack until freedom improves. And then here are all the, you know, the meltdowns. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, Bitcoin meme liar, I would do anything for you. Sell your Bitcoin, stays out of the car. Ethereum's waiting for uh, Ethereum 2.0 to launch. Skeleton looking out of the closet. Moving on uh canadians by the end of the week they call me 007 zero bank accounts zero trusted third parties seven hardware wallets awesome from greg zag last but not least another toilet begins its airdrop south korean professor cho gua invented a toilet that turns poop into energy and pays people digital currency vitalik hold my beer (laughs) absolutely amazing amazing memes from everyone, the comedy skit, everything, the ones making fun of the situation in Canada. It's dark, right? But, you know, its I love the comedic relief, right? Which is what the meme review is all about. And for that, for all those very special memes, it's not a 128 gigabyte memory card. It's a 256, Phil. It's a step up camera. You got to focus. Focus. There we go. There you go. So anyway, so two fifty-six memory card. I went up to you, Phil, because I know that you're a one twenty-eight kind of guy. What would you give those memes, Phil?
1: I feel incredibly one-upped right now. Incredibly one-upped. Those were fantastic memes. They made me happy, and we are laughing. Anyways, so on that note, I am giving it this unopened Crest box. That's right. Dude. But look, it's it's pro health advanced. No, it's so not there's... has fluoride.
2: Has fluoride, bro. You gotta go to Tom's toothpaste.
1: No, no, but you don't understand. They put the words on the box. Oh. So so it means that's what it is. That's how this stuff works. It Dude. doesn't matter that there's fluoride in there.
2: Bro, listen. If you listen to Alex Jones, it's making the frogs. A- okay. Okay. The I'm words just... are on the box. It's it. okay, so it's it's advanced f- frogs, okay? Anyways, um, Jesus Christ. Uh, um, Kyle, what would you give
0: You're those He's not helping memes? us. <laughs> the the f- frogs is on the back of the box. You gotta read the fine print. Ah!
2: Oh. This is true. This uh, is true. Back of the box.
0: And I think today we're going to give those memes an empty Topo Chico bottle. Ooh. So not just any Topo Chico. Twist of Lime. I <laughs> Empty, refreshing. Empty. Empty bottle, though, so not that refreshing. Just uh, an empty twist of lime, Topo Chico bottle.
2: It's a it's a memory of some something that used to be refreshing.
0: That's fair, exactly. Someone was refreshed. Is someone Chido was refreshed. No, used to be refreshing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> anyways, awesome scores. We got the Topo Chico. We got uh, two fifty six. One up, Phil, and we got Phil. I forgot your score.
1: The cancer the cancer causing toothpaste <laughs> that's upside down
2: by the way guys. This is all a joke This is an entertainment show after oh. all Um, this is uh, the the meme scores are a meme. That's the whole point Thanks shout out to yellow the Muppet uh, but anyways, guys, we want to know: Do you agree with our scores? You disagree? <laughs> stupid. Anyway, how could you disagree with uh, with toothpaste? Um, and of course, make sure to join our Telegram group. Link us some dank dank big Bitcoin memes to review. The meme review wouldn't be possible without all you guys in the chat. I mean, in our Telegram chat. And of course, make sure to join our. No, subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like rumble.com and our personal favorite bitcointv.com. They don't censor there because Bitcoin TV. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the 3D printed Bitcoin art sculpture grenade. Very famous. And you can get it in all different colors. And it comes in a big size now, the big boy. (laughs) Bitcoin grenade opens up you put your favorite hardware wallet in there very very cool stuff you can customize it like you like you want your heart's desire and you can take advantage of 5% off down below for cryptocloaks.com. so uh, we covered this yesterday but again here's the thing we said it was the TD bank that you know froze accounts and like I said yesterday it's not gonna stop there and that's exactly where it did it stop it kept going right, um, and again, why is this possible? Because people are using the state's money. The state would like you to believe that's everyone's money. No, 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 belongs to the state right um and they are purposely impoverishing you through inflation to benefit themselves the elite at the cost of the lower and middle classes that get hurt most by inflation now they're getting to the point where even it's not inflation isn't enough if you have certain political beliefs guess what we're gonna freeze your account and you have absolutely no say Trudeau gives banks to power to free oh by the way he said temporarily (laughs) <laughs> Just like Nixon said temporarily, we're temporarily suspending the Gold Act, right? The current, the current cur- uh, invidably to gold or whatever, right? It's usually when the government says temporarily, it's anything but. Anyway, Trudeau gives banks power to freeze funds without court order, in order bid to choke off protests. You, that is absolutely crazy. Without a court order, they could freeze your account. And again, right? They're using they're using uh, Black Lives Matter protests again. We're apolitical on this show, guys, right? We, you know, we're not saying we you know we do agree with the truckers because they stand for freedom. Black Lives Matter, yeah, man. They're protesting, you know, people of color, you know, getting, you know uh abused by the police very fucked up but the point is why is it that the government gets to choose what protest is okay what protest isn't okay that's what i want to focus on not the ideas of each individual protest right because they both have their merits um so i just think it's fucked up that the government is choosing right The, the government's getting involved this is okay but this is not okay right Um, Anyways, uh, new emergency powers invoked by the federal government on Monday will expand the abilities of Canada's financial institutions and regulators to track and control funding in protesters interfering with border crossing and restricting movement in Ottawa. And again, to be specific about the Black Lives Matter protest, very noble cause, right? It, it, It is true that, you know, the vast majority of, you know, it, it is African Americans that are targeted by police in, in the United States. And I, I I don't know, I don't know much about the African and uh, Canadian community in Canada, but it is a big issue. It, 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 the United States has a history of racism. That's just a matter of fact. But here's the thing. The Black Lives Matter protests, they burnt down entire fucking cities, right? They didn't freeze any, pro- they didn't freeze any accounts then. So again, I'm not trying to say one protest is better than the other. What I'm trying to say is why is the government getting to choose what protest is okay and what protest is not okay? I think that sets a very dangerous precedent because they're obviously going to abuse it. If it's a protest, you know, that's against the government, of course, that's not okay, right? If it's a protest that, you know, benefits the government, apparently that's okay. Very strange stuff. Anyways, the article goes on to say again, temporary measures under the Emergency Act will give Canadian banks the ability to freeze funds suspected of being directed to the protests without court order and will protect them from legal uh, retribution. If you think this is just happening in Canada, you're like, oh, I'm in the US, I'm safe. Nope, that's not the case at all. This is from Commercial Credit, right? says, talking about the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act does not require banks to notify you that your account is being investigated for suspicious activity. Again, who gets to decide what is suspicious activity, right? And the reason I bring up the Black Lives Matter protest is because... Again, that wasn't labeled as suspicious activity, right? Those were according peaceful protests while cities were on fire, right? And then, you know, an actual peaceful protest happening in Canada, right, where we haven't seen great acts of violent and looting and destruction that is labeled suspicious activity so again it's not about picking what protest is good or not we'd like to stay out of that right i think both protests had their merits it's about the fact of giving the government this all authority to get to decide what is okay what is a good transaction and what is not a good transaction and that's it's a very dangerous precedent, and that's a very slippery slope uh, slope into central bank digital currencies social credit system and a totalitarian state right anyways this means that your bank can freeze your account without telling you the reason right so canada this is new the united states we've had this since the the early 2000s while you're in the dark about what's going on (laughs) the bank is most likely filing a suspicious activities report with the federal government after receiving the the report the government notifies you and begins its investigation fortunately again fortunately guys this is something that will never happen to the vast majority of individuals and business owners in the united states absolutely fucking terrifying this is again like we've always said if you have your money in the fiat system right it is not actually your money. It belongs to the state, right? And again, there are U.S. politicians that are anticipating the state's reaction, right? We covered yesterday, right, how essentially they're making it illegal to donate, uh, you know, Bitcoin to the protesters in Canada, right? You have to, you know, go through uh, a system. Apparently, it's financial terrorism, right? So essentially, what i'm suspecting what i'm starting to see right is that there's going to be a push and we're already starting to see this we've seen little you know uh, sprinkles of information here and there right where they're going to really try to ban self-custody and the reason they're going to be able they're going to try to do that is, is because in the fiat system they're able to freeze your account at a moment's notice in canada now that is the case as well but in bitcoin that is not the case at all. And that gives the individual tremendous amount of power over the nation state. And I think that freaks a lot of the bureaucratic bureaucratic parasitic class, it freaks them the F out. But anyways, just check out this article by Bitcoin Magazine there are some people on our side notably we had ted cruz awesome rant yesterday we have senator cynthia loomis ron wyden we have congressman warren davidson we have wendy rogers of arizona right trying to pass a bill making bitcoin legal tender and protecting bitcoin property it looks like they are getting ready for the inevitable clash right where you know the, whether they're on the left or the right right the the bureaucrats that want that power right they're not going to want you to take self custody. Self custody takes their power away. If everybody kept custody of their Bitcoin, the state would have so uh, have such little power over you. They would have such little leverage. They don't want you to know that. But anyways, the the battle is just warming up. Anyways, this is what uh, this is what this article had to say. Uh, US Congressman Warren Davidson introduced legislation entitled Keep Your Coins Act This Morning. This comes in the wake of mounting concerns over crackdowns on civil liberties in Canada as private companies in the Canadian government leverage control of the legacy financial system to disrupt ongoing protests over the word that I can't not say. Policies, if passed, the bill would prevent any agency ahead from prohibiting and otherwise respect uh, restricting the ability of a covered user to use virtual currency or its equivalent for such users own purposes, such as to purchase real or virtual goods and services, the user's own use to conduct transactions through a self hosted wallet. Again, that wording again, self hosted wallet, right? We, we saw that wording coming out of the Financial Action Task Force, right? They're trying to normalize, not, of course, that Warren is trying to attack that directly, trying to, you know, use their own words against them. But the reason that they label it like this, self-hosted wallet, is that they're trying to incept you. They're trying to incept the NPCs that uh, cus, self-custody is not the norm. Bitcoin was designed for self-custody. Actually, custodian wallets in Bitcoin are not the norm, right? But, of course, if you're transitioning from a system where, uh, you know, banks custody your money, right, to a system of self-custody, it's going to seem, like, abnormal, this idea of self-custody. But, actually, in Bitcoin, it is the norm. Um, But, anyways, uh, here – bitcoin magazine sat down with congressman davidson to discuss the bill i know self-custody has been on your mind for a while now what's prompt today's move We started working on the text after it was obvious that J- secretary yellen would res- uh res- resurrect the effort to restrict self-custody what have we been telling you on this show phil it looks like uh <laughs> club signal called it again baby you if know? they can't stop crypto they want to try to move it on to an account based system We've been saying that as well. What does this bill accomplish? It takes the FinCEN language that's been out there for a while now and provides a framework for KYC that protects self-custody. This feels timely, especially after Canadian government has doubled down on restricting the funding and bank accounts of the protesters there. In your mind, what's the relationship between self-custody and free speech? People are talking about free speech with the trucker convoy. If this protest happened in America, some would be cheering, some would be upset, which is what we've been saying, which is why we don't like to take sides. We are on the sides of truckers, though, because Bitcoin represents freedom. And we are for freedom all the time because that's what Bitcoin represents. My point is that it should be even handed. We shouldn't use, which is what we're talking about, apolitical money. This is what we've been highlighting, right? Money should not be politicized. One side should not get to dictate what is a good protest and what is not a good protest. Anyways, we shouldn't use money as a way of controlling people. Of course, if there's criminal activity, you should go after that. But imagine if the same thing were done to a crowdfunded BLM movement nico just talked about that right this is exactly what i was just saying right is that again it's like double standards right uh that wouldn't be okay it's not okay with the freedom convi either and i completely agree with that right you should not if there if the blm movement was trying to raise money with bitcoin go for it go for it they're totally entitled to do that they should be able to do that and if it was the right trying to censor the left you know oh for their gosh. for blm i would totally be against the right it'd be fucked up and say no one should have the right to censor anybody because at the end of the day when you transact with somebody it's a form of speech right so whether it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a right leaning political movement or a left leaning political movement i don't give a shit i don't think anybody should be censoring anybody anyways what can bitcoin magazine readers do to help pass this bill if people read about this bill and support it they can contact the representatives in congress and and the Senate and encourage them to do the same. Hopefully we'll build momentum swiftly and attach it to a must pass legislation. So again, Phil, we were spot on. We were ahead of the curve. We called it. We've been saying they are they are attacking self custody. They're they're making it extremely difficult, right? The the you know, the sneaking into the the infrastructure bill, we had, uh, you know, we had the, 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 I forgot the other one, which is uh, it w- the, the 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 climate stuff, right? You had the Sa- mm-hmm. Sa- Saola Amarova, right? The, the comptroller of the currency, right? Essentially advocating for the nationalization of the Fed wants everyone under a central bank digital currency, right? And she was against Bitcoin, you know, for, doesn't mention why, but I think Ted Cruz mentioned it perfect yesterday, right? It's because these people at the end of the day, I'm not saying it's a left or right thing. There's a lot of people in government that are totalitarians and they want total control right and Bitcoin impedes them from having that total control so they go after it right so yeah again and i just want to specify guys i i don't want this to become a partisan issue bitcoin helps causes on the left because it helps the unbanked it helps the underprivileged right it actually helps the lower classes not get debased by inflation and again it it, uh you know it benefits people on the right because you know the right believes in individualism freedom sovereignty and all that stuff right so bitcoin is for everyone Everybody. That's the whole point, right? It's uncensorable money. Doesn't matter whether you're on the left or the right. Bitcoin is all inclusive. And clearly the legacy financial system is exclusive completely. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts?
1: Going back to the uh, the government protests, right? Um, as you were as you were going th- um, as you were going through this, I was thinking about the um, the government itself, right? I-, I feel that the governments they they like protests which enhance their power, where they can sit there and say, "Hey, we're going to make a whole bunch of social programs to help you out." And what does that do? That increases the bureaucracy. That increases the red tape. That increases the administration. It increases. That also increases the payroll <laughs> so so don't get me wrong but you know like when I when I look at this type of stuff you know uh the, the truckers protest uh, that's not really helping the government you know this isn't the kind of protest that the governments can really quote-unquote get behind you know but if it was you know if it was more of something that that would you know lead to like I just said social programs and the like well chances are they'd already have their hand in the cookie jar and they'd already be supporting it so there's there's that piece of it uh that, that is really really bad now going back to um the bill that you're talking about now um you know with warren davidson um i really it really scares me that first of all it scares me but also makes me happy that we were right and that we discussed this, we've been discussing this for a few months. But what really scares me is this, most people do not pay attention to the language that they are reading when they are reading. So what happens is, is that subconsciously, as you said, Nico, you normalize this language of the the self-hosted creating these differentiations where somehow the self-hosted wallet is quote unquote, undesirable, unsafe, not the norm this is this is fucking brainwashing that's all that is it's just scary brainwashing so you know what hats off to senator uh warren davidson and you know cynthia loomis and and the others that are really helping you know push through and really open people's eyes to bitcoin legislation Uh, but as you said i still think we have a huge uphill battle and You know what, I I think that, I I think that maybe, just maybe, Bitcoin could become one of those things that unites everyone because the incentives, regardless of whether you're on the left, the middle, the right, they don't give a shit, all of that is made up anyways, okay? Bitcoin aligns with the incentives. So, and I think that when people realize that it works for them as individuals, and it just so happens that as it works for you as an individual, it just so happens that it works for society. I think things are going to start to click a lot faster.
2: Absolutely. Kyle, what are your thoughts on, man, the great battle of our generation, this peaceful revolution? And I think Warren Davidson getting trying to get ahead of the curve. He sees what's coming. He sees the ominous clouds.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say I I think it's bigger than the the battle of our generation. I think that this movement that is Bitcoin is the movement of generations. Uh, maybe generations of generations. I I tend to agree with my friend uh, Alex Svetsky that the, the last thing that human beings discovered that was anywhere close to as big as Bitcoin was likely fire. Um, so we're talking about something that not only changes us individually and not only changes us at a level of society, but likely on a long enough time scale, even potentially changes the way that we operate biologically. I mean, I have no idea that's much further down the road than I'll likely be around to see, but I think this thing is much, much, much bigger than any of us really truly realizes. And I'm, I'm glad to see that people are waking up to it every day. I also agree that we're seeing an intense amount of brainwashing. I know from personal experience that the government is very, very, very good at what they do with their brainwashing tactics. Um, and to a point that we talked about way, way earlier in this podcast is that like, I think one of the biggest challenges we're going to face isn't that people aren't willing to ask the questions. It's uh, honestly, I think the bigger challenge is that even after they start to ask the questions, they don't really want to acknowledge the answers. And that I think is where we're really going to see some, some big struggles is I know just from personal experience, I have family members that that question things and see and feel that things are broken, but don't want to acknowledge the depth and complexity of what that means for them.
2: Of course, man, that that, that was beautifully put. I completely yeah. agree with you. It's it, because it's it's almost daunting, right? It's like you you feel duped, right? Um, the, the, again, the Matrix analogy is so well, you know, where Neo, like, wakes up and then Morpheus shows him that's like, you're essentially a battery. And Neo's like, no, this can't be real. It's the same thing, right? Um, so, yeah, man, this is this is going to be absolutely crazy. Anyways, <laughs> Phil, uh, there was an open source software release today. Why do you tell everybody about it?
1: Software releases brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io, the best place to store your Bitcoin seed. Check out the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid comes... Whoa, it's backwards. The all-new Cypher grid comes complete with punch tool and tamper-resistant wire. All right, we've got Mercury Wallet version 0.6.2 that was released. It's down below in the show notes. Guys, you know the deal, rain or shine, we post. Unless we tell you that we don't, don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms apple podcasts spotify and anchor
2: awesome thank you phil all right guys before we go if you like our threads, this is the decentralized, right? It just came out from represent and you like Phil's hoodies. We wear them on every show. If you pay attention, you can take advantage of the link down below for 15% off anything off represent clothing, super cool stuff. And I want to also give a very special shout out to our awesome guests. You can go give him a follow at the underscore Bitcoin underscore bum. His name is Kyle Murphy. He's a pleb doing his damnness to help organize Bitcoiners and get early stage Bitcoin startups funded. Check out his website, website pleblab.com. He wants to turn Austin into the first Citadel City State. Very noble cause. I definitely support that. Support it. Definitely go check out his website. Guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do? Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective, which apparently to give us credit, Phil, has been pretty on point. At um, the beginning, we didn't, we didn't really, we were just like, all right, let's let go with it. But uh, so far, you know, information's been mostly accurate. Definitely more accurate than mainstream media. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the catastrophic fails from the parasitic bureaucratic class, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode.
1: Governments have lost the plot. We're experiencing censorship in real time and in plain sight.